1: WELCOME DOWN HERE, UP THERE, WELCOME ONE AND ALL, <laughs> FRIENDS AND NEIGHBORS, WELCOME TO THE LATE SHOW, I'M YOUR HOST STEPHEN COLBERT, AND I JUST WANT TO START OUT, <laughs> THAT IS NICE, THAT IS SO PLEASANT, Friday. Nothing, like a Friday crowd. Friday nothing, NOTHING LIKE A FRIDAY CROWD, Oh, HAPPY FRIDAY, EVERYBODY. <laughs> THERE YOU GO, TAKE IT, TAKE IT AND RUN. THE NEWS OUT OF UKRAINE IS STILL PRETTY BAD, AND IT'S CHANGING BY THE MINUTE. SO TONIGHT WE THOUGHT WE'D TAKE A BREAK FROM TALKING ABOUT THE WAR, BECAUSE IT'S FRIDAY. AND uh, IT'S TOTALLY NOT BECAUSE WE TAPED THIS YESTERDAY. AND <laughs> I'M JUST WEARING THE SAME OUTFIT OUT OF SOLIDARITY WITH ME <laughs> YESTERDAY. SO LET'S START THIS TOTAL FRIDAY SHOW OUTRIGHT WITH TWO PHRASES YOU DON'T OFTEN HEAR IN THE SAME SENTENCE. GOOD NEWS, PULMONARY DISEASE. BUT, IT TURNS OUT, THERE'S A BIT OF GOOD NEWS ABOUT COVID. ACROSS THE COUNTRY, NEW CASES HAVE PLUMMETED TO THEIR LOWEST LEVELS SINCE SEPTEMBER. (laughs) HELL, YES! COME ON! I'LL TAKE IT. WHICH SEPTEMBER? NO WAY OF KNOWING. After two years of many folks working from home, employers are now saying that return to office plans are real this time. Here in New York, Mayor Eric Adams took a strong return to work stance saying, You can't stay home in your pajamas all day. <laughs> right, you are, Mayor Adams. When I work from home, I wear nothing all day. <laughs> I just. Free and easy. I just. I JUST PUT A LITTLE VASELINE OVER THE LENS, EVERYTHING LOOKS GREAT. (laughs) YOU'VE NEVER, OH, YOU'VE NEVER DONE IT. UNFORTUNATELY, GETTING FOLKS BACK TO THE OFFICE MIGHT NOT BE THAT EASY, BECAUSE MOST REMOTE WORKERS DON'T WANT TO GO BACK TO THE OFFICE. WELL, THERE'S NO SURPRISE THERE. PEOPLE DON'T WANT TO BE AWAY FROM THEIR LOVED ONES, BY WHICH I MEAN THEIR WET BAR. (laughs) I KNOW I DON'T. LUCKILY, TODAY IS BRING YOUR BOURBON TO WORK DAY. Oh. Oh. You. You make daddy so proud. (laughs) Now, don't go far with that. Now, this story about no going back to work uh, was sent to me, like many of our stories on the show, from our news producer and head researcher, Brandon. And... SEEMS A LITTLE passive aggressive OF BRANDON, SINCE THE FULL HEADLINE HE SENT TO ME WAS, EMPLOYERS TAKE NOTE, MOST REMOTE WORKERS DON'T WANT TO GO BACK TO THE OFFICE. SUBTLE, BRANDON, SUBTLE. THAT, OF COURSE, CAME ALONGSIDE THE headlines: STUDY SAYS HEAD RESEARCHERS UNDERPAID, AND CRISIS IN THE BREAK ROOM, WE'VE RUN OUT OF PRINGLES, BRANDON DENIED FAVORITE SNACK. UP IN CANADA, um, POLICE FINALLY DISBANDED THE ANTI-VACCINE TRUCKER protests THIS WEEK. And so far, it is not going well for the Canadians who got arrested. In a bail hearing, the husband of one of the protest organizers told the Canadian court, Honestly, I thought it was a peaceful protest, and based on my First Amendment, I thought that was part of our rights. To which the Canadian judge responded, What do you mean, First Amendment? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> yeah, you're a Canadian. You're a. Where? There? There! That way, right? Canadians aren't protected by the U.S. Constitution. I'm pretty sure Canada's founding fathers were Gordon Lightfoot and a very opinionated bowl of poutine. (laughs) Also, also, fun fact, and this is true, the Canadian Constitution does have a First Amendment, but their First Amendment isn't about freedom of speech. It establishes the province of Manitoba. (laughs) But who knows? Maybe the protester knew that. Your Honor, it is my constitutional right to be declared Canada's fifth most populous province. I demand to be bordered by Ontario to the east and Saskatchewan to the west. Give me grain farming in the Pembina Valley or give me death. (laughs) Now, Pembina? 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 I don't know. Saskatoon! (laughs) He Canadian? Now... (laughs) Unfortunately, it looks like the stupid is driving south because several trucker convoys are planning to hit Washington, D.C. But it's a little late, fellas, because all states but one are dropping their mask mandates with the only holdout being Hawaii. You hear that, truckers? If you really believe in what you're protesting, you better drive to Hawaii. Here's how you do it. You just go north. (laughs) Just, you just, just, here's how you do, here you do. Go north on the Pacific Host Coast highway. Take a hard left. (laughs) Even the truckers who are still down to truck it have a lot less to truck around these days. Now tell you all about the ongoing supply chain issues in tonight's Cargo Unchained, Cookies Games, and Death Edition. Yum, fun, sad. First up, hope you're not hungry because supply chain problems have hit the Girl Scout cookie program. (laughs) This is the biggest crisis to hit the cookie industry since since deforestation brought down the Keebler tree. (laughs) A Girl Scouts leader in Michigan said she encourages people looking for a specific cookie to hit the booths quickly. TO ENSURE THEY CAN GET THEIR FAVORITES, OKAY, GET THERE EARLY. EITHER THAT, OR THEY'RE GOING TO NEED TO HIT THE BLACK MARKET. <laughs> Psst, HEY, I HEAR YOU'VE GOT THE HOOKUP. WHAT? NO, i GOT PLENTY OF WEED. THAT'S WHY I NEED FIVE BAGS OF TAG-ALONGS. <laughs> THE SUPPLY CHAIN IS ALSO HITTING SPORTS. Because there's widespread shortages of baseball gear such as helmets, gloves, and cleats. So you can totally still play baseball as long as you don't run, catch, or go anywhere near the ball, which was the fielding strategy for this kid. (laughs) Hang in there, buddy. Hang in there, buddy. One day, Dungeons and Dragons will be cool. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. IF ALL OF THESE SHORTAGES SCARE YOU TO DEATH, YOU MIGHT WANT TO THINK TWICE BEFORE YOU KICK THE BUCKET, BECAUSE SUPPLY chain ISSUES ARE ALSO HITTING HEADSTONE MAKERS. SO IF YOU'RE LOOKING FOR A TOMBSTONE, YOU MIGHT HAVE TO STOP BY A SPIRIT HALLOWEEN. <laughs> NOW, FOLKS, I WANT YOU TO BRACE YOURSELVES, BECAUSE THERE'S BAD HOLLYWOOD NEWS, AND IT'S NOT JUST THAT Channing TATUM IS IN THAT NEW DOG MOVIE AND HIS SHIRT STAYS ON THE WHOLE TIME. The Academy the Academy Awards has just announced that eight Oscar categories, including original score, production design, and film editing, won't be telecast live this year, but will instead be recorded and will then be edited into the subsequent live broadcast. So, to recap, they're going to disrespect editors, then ask a bunch of editors to edit an editor speech <laughs> into the broadcast. <laughs> and the Oscar for Best Drama goes to whoever thought of that. NOW, IF THE ACADEMY WANTS TO CUT TIME FROM THE SHOW, IT SHOULDN'T COME OUT OF THE SPEECHES OF OUR INDUSTRY'S HARD-WORKING craftsmen. IT SHOULD COME OUT OF EVERYONE'S SPEECHES, OKAY? YOU GET TEN SECONDS ON THE CLOCK FOR EVERYBODY. YOU CAN THANK GOD OR YOUR FAMILY, BUT NOT BOTH. AND IF YOU GO ONE SECOND LONGER, YOU GET TACKLED BY SHREK. <laughs> HE NEEDS THE WORK. ELSEWHERE IN SHOWBIZ THAT WE CALL THE INDUSTRY, THERE'S BIG NEWS FOR FANS OF READING ABOUT MUSIC BECAUSE Britney SPEARS has signed a book deal. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's Brittany book. <laughs> we don't. I was wondering whether that would sell. I was wondering if that joke would sell, but it did. <laughs> did I sell it? Yeah. <laughs> we don't have many details, just that it's a tell-all memoir, and the deal is reportedly worth $15 million. That's a lot of money. SHE'LL FINALLY HAVE ENOUGH TO BUY MIDDLES FOR HER SHIRTS. (laughs) AND AT $15 MILLION, THE DEAL IS ONE OF THE BIGGEST OF ALL TIME BEHIND THE OBAMAS. WELL, THEIR BOOKS ACTUALLY DO HAVE A LOT IN COMMON. AFTER ALL, THE WORKING TITLE FOR BRITNEY'S MEMOIR IS DREAMS OF GETTING AWAY FROM MY FATHER. we GOT A GREAT SHOW FOR YOU TONIGHT. COMING UP, RESCUE DOG RESCUE WITH JOHN
2: OLIVER.
3: about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: John, happy Friday. Yes. Happy, happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. Happy Friday. There's nothing yes. like that Friday feeling in the air you needed this week. Yes. Wow, man! But uh, we have some happy guests tonight. We have the one, the only, the American treasure, Sam Waterston, is here tonight with THE uh, the eyebrows. Oh yeah, with his (laughs) eyebrows. And star of the new uh, CBS medical drama, Good Sam, Sophia Bush is going to be out here tonight too. Lovely, lovely, very talented, met at the Emmys. Very nice. But uh, folks. WHILE THE SITUATION IN UKRAINE IS VERY DIRE, uh, I HAVE FOUND IN ALL MY YEARS OF BROADCASTING THAT AS A COUNTERPOINT TO DEPRESSING THINGS, PUPPIES ARE ADORABLE. (laughs) IN FACT, PUPPIES ARE SO ADORABLE THAT WE CREATED A WHOLE SEGMENT ON THIS SHOW CALLED RESCUE DOG RESCUE WHERE WE HELP FIND HOMES FOR REAL RESCUE PUPPIES. AND I'M PROUD TO SAY THAT SO FAR WE HAVE A PERFECT RECORD OF EVERY SINGLE DOG WE'VE FEATURED GETTING ADOPTED. Yeah, COME ON, A LITTLE GOOD NEWS, THAT'S WHAT WE PROVIDE HERE, WHICH IS WHY I AM SO EXCITED TO ANNOUNCE IT'S TIME FOR ANOTHER EDITION OF RESCUE DOG RESCUE. (laughs) WELCOME TO RESCUE DOG RESCUE, HERE'S HOW SHE WORKS. WE'RE ABOUT TO SHOW YOU SOME ADORABLE PUPPIES. THAT ARE ACTUALLY UP FOR ADOPTION THROUGH NORTH SHORE ANIMAL LEAGUE AMERICA. AND TO MAKE SURE THESE DOGS FIND A HOME, WE HAVE MADE UP FLATTERING LIES ABOUT EACH OF THEM (laughs) TO MAKE YOU WANT TO ADOPT THEM EVEN MORE. NOW, IF ONLY THERE WERE SOME CELEBRITY WILLING TO TAKE ON THE CHALLENGE OF FINDING THESE DOGS FOOD AND SHELTER. UH, HELLO, STEPHEN. Yes, John? Do I count as a celebrity? Is there anyone else out there? It's a legitimate question. I checked. The answer is no. Then, yes, you're a celebrity. Mm -hmm. John, would you like to help me lie about some dogs? Stephen, you mean like that time that I helped you lie about what happened to that drifter in Tampa? What drifter? That's exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, time to meet some puppies. Mm -hmm. First up, say hello to (laughs) Chi Chi. CHI-CHI, CHI-CHI HERE HAS BEEN SPECIALLY bred TO BE ABLE TO SMELL THE EXACT MOMENT WHEN HOT PIZZA BECOMES EDIBLE. (laughs) ADOPT CHI-CHI AND YOU'LL NEVER BURN THE ROOF OF YOUR MOUTH AGAIN. HEY, THIS, THIS RIGHT HERE, COME ON, BUDDY, (laughs) THIS RIGHT HERE, THIS IS
0: LEON. LEON HAS THE ABILITY TO SENSE EXACTLY WHEN YOU'RE GOING TO THE GYM, AND AT THAT MOMENT, looks super sad, so you have to stay and snuggle with him. (laughs) It's not your fault you didn't do your cardio. What were you supposed to do? Look at Leon's eyes. Look at them. Leon, camera's there.
1: This here. And straight down the lens. This is little Sammy. Come here, Sammy. Oh. Hey, buddy. Little Sammy's uncle can get you a great discount on a premium flat screen. (laughs) Just tell Big Sammy, Little Sammy sent you. Don't ask too many questions. Okay. This, it's all right. It's all right, but
0: it's all right. This right here, this is Captain. Now, will Captain watch you have sex? Honestly, yes, but not from an angle where you can see him, and he gives very constructive notes afterwards. So,
1: thank you, Captain. That's nice. Oh. THAT'S NICE, THERE WE GO, THIS IS RUTHIE, RUTHIE HERE INVENTED THE KISS CAM THEY PUT ON SCREENS AT SPORTING EVENTS, AND SHE GETS A CHECK EVERY TIME THEY USE IT, SO ADOPT HER AND ALL THAT MONEY COULD SOON BE YOURS, AND UH-OH, IT'S HAPPENING RIGHT NOW! NO, 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 we go. NO, no. That's, NO, THERE WE GO! No. Yes. <laughs> yes. There we go. I think they might have I think they might have turned on the pee cam just then. <laughs> I've never felt more like Patrick Wilson.
0: <laughs> this is sprinkles. He's not he's not just a dog. He's also an NFT. Now, <laughs> What does that mean? Adopt him and you're probably a billionaire. Plus, when the market inevitably crashes and every other NFT investor's life is totally ruined, you still have Sprinkles! (laughs) Whose, Whose cuteness carries intrinsic value not based on manufacturing scarcity in a volatile market? Yours does! Yours does, Sprinkles!
1: Yes, it does! Yes, it does! Say hello to Waldo. Look there. Waldo here loves literature. In fact, he just devoured the complete works of Faulkner, and he'll poop it out any day now.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay. This... This is... You're right. It's Marvin. Marvin is the world's wealthiest dog. In fact, Marvin built a space rocket way before Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, and his doesn't look like a penis. Well... (laughs) NOT A HUMAN ONE.
1: (laughs) THIS this IS MILES. MILES IS A HIGH-POWERED EXECUTIVE AT HBO. Adopt Miles, and you'll be the first to hear all the network shows' exciting plot twists before they happen. You won't believe which beloved lead character gets killed off this season. Oh, 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 oh! Is it Kendall from Succession? No spoilers, John. Let's just say it will be somebody's last week tonight. Oh, 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 oh! I get it. I get it, Stephen. I'm pretty sure I get
0: it. Is it Rue from Euphoria?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's her. It's, a, it's her. Yeah, yeah. Good pick. Well, that does it for Rescue Dog Rescue. <laughs> Head to the Late Show's website, ColbertLateShow.com, for info on how to adopt these dogs from North Shore Animal League America. It's John Oliver, everybody. We'll be right back.
2: Coming up, Sam Waterston.
1: First guest tonight has been charming audiences on stage and screen for over 50 years. You know him from Grace and Frankie, The Newsroom and Law & Order. Please welcome Sam Waterston. <laughs>
3: to be here. So, yes. so now I've had my dose of audience. My, that's it. Let's
1: go. Let's <laughs> yes. leave. This, you got a nice this little This Yeah, that's need. all I needed. I, I'm not surprised because um, while well, uh, you've done comedy bits with us on this show and the previous show many times over the years, I've never actually had a chance to sit down and talk with you. I and know. my understanding is is that you haven't done this kind of stuff in forever. No. First of all, what gives? And second, <laughs> what's different now? Well,
3: why not do it? Yeah, why not do it? Because it's
1: terrifying.
3: <laughs> Is it really? It's more terrifying than acting. Oh yeah, much. Because why? you have to make up your own words. That's uh, true.
1: You have to improvise a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you have yeah, to make things yeah, up. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: And so why do changed? it now?
1: Why now, Sam Waterston? Well, I'm 81. You, know. you look fantastic.
3: And, and after a while, you know, you start to think, maybe if you have anything you want to say, you
1: better stay Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Keep so. it light, Sam. Keep it light. <laughs> okay. so, um, you've spent a lot of time in front of a live audience. How, how does it feel to be in front of a live audience? It is yeah. fabulous. Yeah, it's nice, it, it? It, is.
3: it is fabulous. And I'm not sure... I'm, I'm sure you tell them all the time. What? And I, I don't know, you know... Do you realize how lucky you are?
1: Oh, to be to have a- here?
3: And to have an audience?
1: Without a doubt. This night is the greatest night, audience because... like this. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> These people. Because people who make TV and make movies and stuff like that uh, very commonly do it without an audience. You know,
1: they're... Right, and I don't understand that at all. So, no. Cause especially when you're doing comedy, you know if it's working if the audience makes this sound. Yes with their mouth. Yes. Other than that, it's just theory. It's like reading sheet music. No, this is... That's the music out there.
3: There was a silent film star. I can't remember his name. It was Harold Lloyd or Buster Keaton or one of those guys. Sure, sure. At at lunch hour, he used to leave the studio in Hollywood and go out on the sidewalk and perform for the passers-by. Wow. Just to get a dose of you guys. Um, And... Can I borrow your audience for a minute because Of course you can.
1: It's not my audience. Right now they're your audience now. because
3: I've been I've been doing this for 60 odd years, you know. Mm-hmm. And people have come and watched and it is the only reason that I've been allowed to do it for 60 years. It's because people have been willing to watch Law & Order is coming back because <laughs> Because after they stopped making them, people went right on watching them. <laughs> and yeah, then know. the penny yeah, on kind TVS of yes or
1: whatever. Yeah. yeah,
3: and finally the penny dropped, and and somebody thought maybe you'd like to have some new ones.
1: So well, what is it like to be Jack McCoy again after it's a 12-year break, right? Yeah. How long is, how does it feel to be to, to be Jack again? Really weird and strange. How so? What do you mean, weird and strange? Isn't it always kind of weird to inhabit a character? Yeah, but you know
3: the sets used to be in a a studio on on the west side of Manhattan and now they're in a studio in Brooklyn and they were all torn down and destroyed and people used them for firewood or whatever they do Mm -hmm. but when we went back to work the paint was still drying on the sets but they were the exact same sets. It was like it was like time travel.
1: Wow! Let's give it up for the property masters and the set makers and the painters and the scenics. Amazing. Unsung heroes. I, I
3: read an interview with one of those guys, and he said that they had to make them smaller what? to fit the new studio. Oh, but the whole... they but they could have fooled me. I mean, the linoleum
1: wow. was the same. Yeah, maybe you got smaller too. Maybe it's all just. <laughs>
3: <laughs> possible.
1: It's a possible. Now, uh, we have a clip here. Um, uh, can you tell us what's going on in this clip? I know you, you are actually watching two other lawyers actually talk about the controversy of a particular case. Do you need to set anything up here? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I'm. You don't t- have to. There's no legal <laughs> requirement for you to set anything up here. We can it. Oh, make well, the then what the hell just show it? <laughs>
2: Like it or not, they want to believe Nicole's story. But it's
1: preposterous!
3: I agree with Ms. Maroon. The jury wants to acquit, irrespective of the facts, irrespective of the law. Too bad we didn't have a damn confession. It's okay to play the hero, Nolan. As long as you win. AND RIGHT NOW, THAT APPEARS HIGHLY UNLIKELY.
1: NICE TO SEE THAT. IT'S NICE TO SEE THAT AGAIN. I PROBABLY
3: SHOULD HAVE, I probably should have SET IT UP BY SAYING THAT THERE WAS a tr- AN INCREDIBLE AMOUNT OF TENSION BEFOREHAND
1: <laughs> AND that it, THAT IT NOW... I SENSED IT. I sensed. WE SENSED THE TENSION, yeah. DIDN'T WE? WE ALL SENSE THE TENSION, yeah, but... NOT THIS MUCH, Sorry, but, BUT THERE do. WAS A LOT OF TENSION. <laughs> WE HAVE TO TAKE A QUICK BREAK, uh, BUT STICK AROUND. WHEN I COME BACK, I WILL ASK SAM IF HE EVER GETS STARSTRUCK BY OTHER STARS. Enjoying this episode of the Late Show Pod Show? Then head to cohst.app slash late show or visit the link in the description to fill out our quick two-minute survey all about getting to know you. Lovely time interviewing your daughter Catherine here on the show. You showed up at the end of the interview that was on November seventh, twenty sixteen, which I call the last normal day in America because it was the day before the election five years ago. Yes, indeed. And uh, I'm just curious, as 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 a father and with children going into show business, did you encourage them? Did you were you did you worry about your children going to show business? Uh, I worried about them going into it, and
3: I worried about. THEM BEING IN IT, AND IT'S A CONSTANT WORRY. WHAT ADVICE
1: DID YOU GIVE THEM? Or DID YOU did you HAVE THEM TALK TO ANY OF YOUR ACTOR FRIENDS OR ANYTHING? WELL, uh,
3: MY SON JAMES mm-hmm. WORKED AT uh, SUNDANCE ONE SUMMER, AND ALAN ALDA WAS THERE, AND THEY GOT INTO A CONVERSATION ABOUT THIS, AND WHAT ARE YOU GOING TO DO, AND WHEN YOU GROW UP, AND ALL THAT STUFF. And HE SAID HE THOUGHT HE WAS GOING TO BE AN ACTOR, AND ALAN ALDA SAID, OH, I DON'T KNOW, AND... And uh, And James said, well, "Well, what do you think?" And he said, "I think if you can possibly not do it, don't do it.") Right. No, otherwise, I understand Otherwise, that. if you can, you know, yeah, very good luck to you and all that stuff. So, so that's the dark side, but the bright side is that I've gotten to work with these people on the stage. you got to work with your own kids? I worked with my THE ONLY ONE THAT I HAVE YET TO BE ABLE TO WORK WITH IS CATHERINE, mm. BECAUSE, YOU KNOW, SHE'S AWFULLY, SHE'S AWFULLY SUCCESSFUL AND STUFF.
1: <laughs> SO YOU CAN'T GET BOOKED
3: kind of ON A booked CATHERINE a WATERSTON PROJECT, yeah, yeah, IS WHAT YOU'RE SAYING. Yeah.
1: SO there's, THERE'S NO HARRY POTTER FOR YOU. NO, All EXACTLY. Right. SO, yep.
3: BUT THE OTHERS, um, ELIZABETH mm-hmm. PLAYED MY DAUGHTER IN Much YOU DO ABOUT NOTHING IN CENTRAL PARK which was the play that I was doing in that same theater when I met her mother.
1: Wow. Nice closed loop. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That
3: that was a good play. Yes. (laughs) Um, And then I got to spend 45 minutes on the stage alone with my son James saying... Eugene O'Neill's words in *Long Day's Journey into Night*. Oh, wow, wow! Uh, you know, you can't that's do that nice. kind of thing. And then oh. Graham wrote a movie and directed it, and he wrote a part for me, and I. So he directed me in it. Well, that's nice. So,
1: yeah, right. we'll pay back for Dad.
3: Yeah. So, so Catherine, if you're listening, you know.
1: He's ready. You know, you've you've worked with some extraordinary people. Uh, Robert Redford, Gilda Radner, Mike Nichols, Glenn Close. The list goes on and on in a 60-plus year career. Do you ever get starstruck yourself?
3: Oh, sure. Oh, yeah.
1: Do you have a particular moment you'd care to share with us?
3: Well, you know, I was totally starstruck by Robert Redford. Um, Greg Gatsby. Yeah. But uh, he has a way of just sort of Taking all the air out of that balloon, he just makes everything so easy.
1: But it doesn't
3: stop, you know. "Ah," You know, it didn't stop that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Sundance. And that still continues. Yeah. But um, but then Catherine Hepburn was really something. Oh. What did you do with Catherine Hepburn? The Glass Menagerie. Okay. A movie version of it, which, if you haven't seen it, it's really very good.
1: I imagine she she must be fairly fairly intimidating.
3: Yeah, she she is, and and she also knows how to make an entrance. She had a house on Turtle Bay, famously, Mm -hmm. Um, and I went there and I was ushered into the living room, great big living room, garden in the back and all that stuff, very high ceilings, and uh, by Phyllis her. Amenuensis, British, and pretty, pretty and you didn't mess with her. Mm-hmm. And uh so I she said, sit down there, and I sat down there, and then there was a long period of quiet, and I'm not sure there was a clock, but if there had been a clock, you would have heard it ticking. Mm-hmm. And then somebody started coming down the stairs, and I heard the feet, and then is he there yet? <laughs> and it was her.
1: Wow. What do you do? Do you curtsy? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do. Well, Sandwich, so lovely to see you. Thanks so much nice for being you. here.
3: Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, my next guest is an activist and an actor you know from One Tree Hill and Chicago PD. She now stars in the CBS show Good Sam. Please welcome to The Late Show, Sophia Bush. You know, uh, we've only met once before, and that was at the Emmys. It was. My seat was empty next to me during the commercial break, and you were lovely. You came over to say hi as, you know, co- you know fellow CBS employees here. You're being
2: very kind. What do you mean? I ran over during a commercial break to fangirl Stephen Colbert and thank <laughs> him for his political advocacy, and then the lights came on. And I tried to dive under the table because his table was not my table.
1: And it was our category. <laughs> yeah. I was like, there. oh, my God, I'm not supposed to be here. Sit down.
2: And he just said, oh, Sophia Bush, you sit down. It was very polite, yeah. and I, I think my face was as pink as my dress when you won. No,
1: it was a, it was, you were a good luck charm.
2: I, I, you yeah. know, I'll go back next year, I'll wear a headband of every, your faces, whatever year, you want.
1: please. Yeah. You, you play a heart surgeon who takes over as the chief of surgery mm-hmm. after your dad yeah. lapses into a coma. Yeah. Okay.
2: He has a wee accident. AND I, uh, MY CHARACTER IS THE CARDIAC FELLOW, SO THAT'S okay. SECOND-IN-COMMAND. SURE. SHE GETS ASKED TO FILL IN, AND, UM... HOW DO YOU PREP FOR THAT?
1: Do YOU, LIKE, DID YOU DO A RIDE-ALONG? DID YOU GET TO CUT ANYBODY OPEN? YEAH. YOU DID? Not YOU DID personally,
2: NOT. PERSONALLY, BUT I, I GOT TO SHADOW INCREDIBLE, INCREDIBLE CARDIOTHORACIC SURGEONS IN LOS ANGELES. DID YOU
1: SCRUB IN? LIKE, WERE YOU IN THE ROOM? YEAH. No way. Oh yeah. That seems irresponsible. No,
2: well, you get permission from the patient and their family. Okay. And then the doctors are wonderful and sort of walk you through things. I also had a million questions because I wanted to go to medical school. So, you know, they're lifting up parts of chest cavities, and I'm going, Well, how how are you choosing to harvest the saphenous vein? Why aren't you going into the leg? And how do you make the decision? And they were like, huh. You're you're impressed by this. And I was like, yeah, I'm a circus performer. You guys are actual rock stars.
1: We have a clip here. Can you tell us what we're about to see? Because I saw it, I'm not sure what I saw. What's ah, what's happening here?
2: Yes, so normally we're at the hospital, but we have a, a fancy fundraiser gala, so the doctors get out of their scrubs and into some gowns. Sure. And there is an accident yeah. uh, and it requires some work around a jugular vein, and it was very bloody and disgusting, and you're gonna watch it now. <laughs> Great. Jim? Oh, oh.
3: Uh, he's out. Let's turn her okay. everyone back One, up.
0: Two, Give some space. Three.
2: <clears throat> oh, he's bleeding out.
3: Alright, get pressure on her.
2: I can't get control until I get this out.
3: Do it fast. Don't think about it.
2: Uh, Here, can't okay. tell
3: <sighs> yeah.
2: If I put any more pressure on this, his airway is gonna collapse the cuts too deep. We're gonna tie
3: off the external jugular.
2: With what?
1: Anybody have any dental floss, uh, manicure kit?
2: I need ice, hand sanitizer, and more light, please. Mom, There you go. Yes, yes, thank you. Here, scissors. Woo, we just missed the really good part. What's the good, what
1: happens next? To sew him up?
2: Yeah. WELL, I ACTUALLY GOT TO GET INTO, THEY BUILT US A PROSTHETIC WITH THE VEIN THAT I GOT TO PULL OUT WITH tweezers AND DO ALL. I SHOULD wow. LET YOU WATCH THE EPISODE, BUT IT wow. WAS VERY EXCITING. WELL,
1: SO NOW YOU KNOW WHAT TO DO IN CASE A WAITER FALLS DOWN OR champagne glasses TO THEIR NECK.
2: ABSOLUTELY. MY GREATEST FEAR IS THAT THERE WILL BE A MEDICAL INCIDENT ON A PLANE AND SOMEONE WILL THINK I'M A REAL DOCTOR. AND I'M GOING TO BE LIKE, I DON'T KNOW HOW TO HELP YOU.
1: <laughs> GET ME A TUBE OF CRAZY GLUE.
2: <laughs> WHERE ARE THE OXYGEN MASKS? I DON'T KNOW.
1: Now you you also host your own podcast called Work in Progress, yes. where you 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 interview luminaries in in every field. You do you have a favorite? Because how many how many of these have you done so far?
2: Oh my gosh, we've we're well over a hundred episodes now. And that's a lot. Yeah, That's and a it, lot. And it's been so incredible to interview. So many people who I admire—from you know politicians to authors to other entertainers and creatives—I know Um, it's hard
1: to pick because people say, "Who's your favorite guest?" And I always go, "It's Sophia Bush." (laughs) But do do you have a favorite? Some person like it's been the greatest pleasure to interview so far.
2: There's many of those, but you know, in talking about having this show and it being a full circle moment from my childhood goals, I had another full circle moment from my childhood. In the eighth grade, Jane Goodall came and spoke to my class. And I was this budding little California environmentalist who wanted to save the trees and all the animals. And she inspired me so tremendously. And this past December, I interviewed her on the podcast and told her about that day. Uh,
1: It was so cool. That's just lovely. Yeah. Now, um, do you enjoy having done all these interviews uh, yourself? Some people like to be interviewed, and some people mm. like to be in sort of the controlling position, the interviewer, like, mm. like I am right now. And uh, I've done them both. There's positives and negatives for both positions. Yeah. What do you like more?
2: I mean, I have to do this part for work, and when I get to do it with people I really admire, it's really fun. But I, I love being able to be the interviewer because I really get to ask the sorts of questions... That I think so many of us ponder when we look at people we look up to. And I love to really get into the marrow of things with people. Mm. I'm not good at light conversation. Like, I'm terrible at a dinner party. I'm like, how's the weather? I don't know what to ask people. How's your soul? Are you dealing with your childhood trauma? Like, sure. I want to LIKE, yeah. get in there. Yeah.
1: And if someone gets a jugular vein cut. Exactly. You're ready. You're ready. Like, Go. I
2: literally have a line to the soul. Well, so... is, there,
1: is there anything you'd like to ask me?
2: Oh. I mean, A, I'd love for you to come on my podcast. No pressure. You're on television. Sure.
1: I would love to, but I've got got to be best man at a wedding. Um. Okay. It doesn't have to be (laughs)
2: now. But I do. (laughs) I do have a question for you. Oh, you do? Yeah, I do have a real question for you. Because you are able to thread a needle that is so fine between... INCREDIBLY COMPLEX POLITICAL COMMENTARY AND GREAT HUMOR. WHEREAS I'M STRESSED ABOUT STATISTICS, YOU MANAGE TO MAKE PEOPLE LAUGH ABOUT THIS STUFF. HOW DO YOU DO THAT?
1: OH, IT'S REALLY SIMPLE. JUST GET AN AMAZING WRITER'S ROOM AND INCREDIBLE <laughs> PRODUCERS. <laughs> BUT then, but HERE'S THE IMPORTANT THING. MAKE SURE YOUR NAME'S ON THE OUTSIDE OF THE BUILDING SO PEOPLE THINK YOU
3: DO IT. <laughs> OKAY, COOL.
0: THIS HAS BEEN THE LATE SHOW Pancho SHOW WITH STEPHEN COLBERT. If you're enjoying The Late Show Pod Show,
2: leave us a five-star
0: review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen
1: Colbert weeknights at 1135, 1035 Central on CBS and Paramount+. And for more exclusive Late Show content, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Late
2: Show on
1: YouTube. New CBS Sunday.